I'm Heather. And I'm Lenore. Like you, we had our aha moments when we finally realized that the way we were doing things just wasn't really cutting it. I left pharmacy and got certified in integrative nutrition. And I left medicine and became a certified life coach. Together, we're going to show you what changes you want to make to adopt a healthier lifestyle. And then how to manage your mind around those changes. So this is the last time you do it. We're Nutrition Minded. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Lenore, and today we're going to talk to you about a different type of diet, a social media diet. Um, you probably have heard this because it's in the headlines frequently, that what and who we follow will heavily influence our thoughts. And I would say sometimes our feelings are easier to pinpoint than our particular thoughts about an account or a post or an influencer that you follow. When you're scrolling, you can ask yourself, how am I feeling? Am I comparing and despairing? Do I feel happy and content when I read this or this um, person's stuff? Or am I feeling like I'm not good enough? And there have been so many studies on this. Um, one Heather found shows that how teens use social media also can determine its impact. A study published in 2015 found that social comparison and feedback seeking by teens using social media on cell phones was linked with depressive symptoms. In addition, another study in 2013 found that older adolescents who used social media passively just by viewing others' photos reported declines in life satisfaction. Those who use social media to interact with others or post their own content didn't experience these declines. Yet another study on the impact of social media on undergrad college students showed that the longer that they used Facebook, the stronger was their belief that others were happier than they were. But if Conversely, if they spent time going out with their friends in real life, the less they felt that way. Because of teens' impulsive nature, experts suggest that teens who post content on social media are at risk of sharing intimate photos or highly personal stories. This can result in teens being bullied, harassed, or even blackmailed. Teens often create posts without considering these consequences or privacy concerns. This doesn't just affect teens as well adults are triggered by the same information that teens are triggered the there was a pubmed study from ncbi on online social networking and mental health one of the reasons why time spent on social networking systems may be associated with depressive symptoms is the fact that computer mediated communication leads to altered impression of the physical and personality traits of other users. This may lead to incorrect conclusions regarding physical appearance, educational level, intelligence, moral integrity, as well as many other characteristics of online friends. Many authors define the term self-esteem as the evaluative component of the self, the degree to which one prizes values, approves, or likes or dislikes oneself. It's an important factor in developing and maintaining mental health and overall quality of life. Low self-esteem is associated with pathogenesis of numerous mental illnesses, including depression, eating disorders, and addiction. Constant self-evaluation, which is what happens when you're constantly on social media and seeking this approval <clears throat> on everyday basis, competition and comparing, that's the compare and despair, 
one's own achievements with those of others, incorrectly perceiving physical, emotional, social characteristics of others, feeling jealous and narcissistic behavior. These are all factors that may positively or negatively influence self-esteem. And I think that social media in itself, as far as all the studies that I read, it really has a negative effect on self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning was, are you comparing yourself to others? And what we, I think we're finding is that what you see on social media is not necessarily true. Oh, God knows it's not. But we're comparing ourselves right. and our lives, and that's our benchmark, and we can't live up to it. Right. And, I mean, I, I say God knows it's not what actually is going on, because you'll have people who will sometimes post themselves with a filter and without. Yeah. And I don't even know how to apply a filter. So if you ever see me on social media, that's what I actually look like. <laughs> Because I don't know how to do a filter and I'm not going to learn. Because I don't, I personally don't think that that's really fair to to say that you, or let other people believe that you look a different way in, in order to make them think that you're better than they are. And maybe that's not the reason that everybody uses filters. I mean, if you do, I'm not saying don't do it. I just personally have not ever. I think a lot of it is to make ourselves feel better about yeah. ourselves. But then yeah. that goes back to what are you comparing yourself to In the first that you need to feel better? Yeah. And it's something that you've seen mm -hmm. so that you can feel better about you living up to what you've seen. Right. So what we wanted to just talk about in this episode is how your use of social media can influence how you feel about yourself. And oftentimes we're not aware of the thoughts that we're having, but we are definitely aware of the feelings. Yeah. And so I had a colleague that I worked with who once a month used to go through her social media feeds and just delete the ones that she felt were not relevant to her anymore. And I was like, well, that's really interesting because I'm always adding. I don't ever mm -hmm. go in and delete. And she's like, you know, if I look at it and it makes me feel bad, I get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my initial thought at the time, and this is before I knew about mindset management and thought work, my initial thought was, well, how can you do that? Like, don't you want all that information? And why would you want all that information? And she was like, well, no. If I look at it and it makes me feel bad about myself, I don't want to look at it. And I was like, huh, that never occurred to me. I did not start doing what she was doing. But now I have become very aware that when I'm scrolling Instagram or Facebook and there's a post that comes up and I'm like, I may not even know what my thought is, but I know that when I read this material, I feel bad. Like, and it, it's not necessarily jealousy. It may just be, oh, I just feel not good enough. You yeah. know, I feel like I'm I'm not going to measure up or whatever. And guys, nobody is going to do anything to you if you unfollow an account. Like, yeah. I have not once unfollowed an account where that person came back to me and said, I saw that you unfollowed me. What's going on there? Like, I don't think anybody actually cares, you know? Yeah, I have. I have had someone no ask kidding. me, yes, why I unfollowed them. Mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't reply. <laughs> yeah. So there's that option, too. Right. You, you don't know, have to answer I'm, a question yeah. just because it's posed to you. Like, we think we have to answer a question. But this is one of my favorite things that I never could do before I learned about thought work. But when someone asks you a really inappropriate question, say they ask you, like, why does that child look different from your other kids or whatever, yeah. you know? And they say, in quotes, well, you can just say, well, why are you asking? And I was like, well, I can't say that to them. I don't want to make them feel bad. And I'm like, well. Well, but. 
they <laughs> trying to make me feel bad with yeah. their line of questioning? So you don't have to answer a question for one thing. If somebody asks you something and you don't want to answer it, you can just say, well, why would you like to know? I mean, just put it back on them, you know, and then you could just turn and ask them the same question or a similar question if you wanted to. But anyhow, so with what you're taking in, just be aware of how you feel. And then once you know what the feeling is, if it's a negative feeling or one you don't want to feel anymore, you could actually ask yourself, why am I feeling like that? Like, what am I thinking that's making what me feel What about this makes me feel that way? Right. Yeah. And then don't follow it anymore if you don't want to. I mean, you really do not have, you don't have to follow your own mother if you don't want to. You don't have to follow anybody. Yeah. So there's that. So that's one thing I was telling Heather earlier that I was at a meeting recently where the headmaster of my children's school said the, the A number one thing you can do to protect your child's mental health is not give them a cell phone, a smartphone specifically um, because of things like TikTok and uh, what WhatsApp is like big with teenagers. Oh, I don't yeah. So th- these kids are looking at what's on social media. They think it's real life. Yeah. They all think I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I will never be that good. And so they are having all these negative thoughts and feelings based on what they're seeing. Um, Some of the most well-adjusted adults that I know don't use any social media at all. And even to this day, when I hear that, I go, but aren't you afraid you're going to miss out on something? Yeah. Like, that's my thought is like, well, I don't want to miss out on. I enjoy seeing pictures of my friends' trips and like how their kids look and stuff like that. But I also have become very careful about editing out the stuff that makes me think, oh, I'll never be that good, or I'll never have what she has, or, I mean, those are thoughts that you have, you know? And Almost sometimes you don't even realize exactly. you're having them. That's what I was going to say, is that an unmanaged brain, you will have those thoughts, not even be aware that you're having them, you just have the negative feelings. So pay attention to that when you're looking at your social media. And then you're caught in this loop of feeling horrible about yourself. I know a lot of my clients that before and after pictures, and it goes back to the filters, you know, but Mm -hmm. the before and after pictures drive me insane because like I'll see, especially with a lot of diet programs and, you know, just with my profession, I, I seek out information from other programs and people and profiles and just to see what's out there and to see what I need to, I guess, fight against <laughs> almost. Yeah. But um, but a lot of the before and after pictures, you'll have like a nine-month pregnant woman and then she'll post an after picture and, and it's her, you know, lost all the baby weight and that never gives you a time frame. It never tells you like it took me three years to lose oh, the weight. Oh, I see or, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's... But... But clients that I have will go, well, look at these results. This is what I should be doing. Mm. And I'm like, this is false information Mm. for you and your brain. (laughs) That your brain is seeing big, little, and equating that with healthy. This is what I need to do. This is what I should do. This is what, you know, she did. This worked for her. I need to do what she did. And that's just not the truth. The, there's no truth in those pictures, first of all. Yeah. There's no time frame. And that's also why they have the little disclaimer, if you pay attention to that. that these are not the, it'll say something along the lines of, be advised that these are not the average results or something yeah. like that. But whenever you see these weight loss advertisements, it'll say that, that these are not typical. The results are not typical. And you may not achieve what is pictured here. And what I tell my clients, too, is just be really skeptical of the pictures especially that will show you bellies mm-hmm. but no pictures. 
Oh, just I'm in like no faces. Oh, just an abdomen. You know? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and it'll oh, be no. like this is your this is your fat loss secret. Yeah. And it's showing you two different men's people. bellies. Yeah, <laughs> maybe totally different people. They're, yeah, <laughs> one of them is 45 and one of them's 23. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, like you don't know, um, and you don't know things to look for too. And there's again all these filters and there's a new ish i don't i mean it's new to me i've just discovered it but i don't know how new it is called auto tune uh-huh. and you can almost just click on the area that you want to improve oh no kidding and and it automatically yeah. can you can shape your body huh. any which way you right. can have bigger breasts and a bigger bottom and yeah. a smaller waist so and it's photoshopping it's basically. photoshopping yeah. and so we're thinking that we have to live up to these photos. Right. And they may not even be real. And they're not real, real at all. Yeah. And it's causing a lot of clinically studied distress, yeah. mental illnesses. Yeah. Yeah, which is sad, but that the numbers of um, children being di- diagnosed with anxiety and depression, teenagers, COVID aside, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people were like, well, COVID did closing the schools did this that and the other and I'm like I wonder how much of that was because we we're all on social media more you know, they weren't in school yeah. Yeah. so if this is something that resonates with you and you want to fight back against we just want you to know that it's well within your power to do it like you can absolutely clean up your social media diet and that may actually make you feel better about yourself so that then you want to make some other changes in your life yeah so try to the next time you're on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you are um, social media, networking, whatever, yeah. even LinkedIn now, you can do, like, you used to only have a profile, yeah. and I think now you can chat All or do yeah. whatever. Um, but so as you're scrolling through these social media apps, be aware of how they're making you feel and know that you can diet from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can get off of it. Right. Um, you can unfollow people, but you can also manage your mind around those feelings, too. Right. Yeah. And so, do you want me to talk a little bit about yeah. how? Yeah. Right. So, when you're looking at something and you're thinking, say you're having a negative feeling about an account. And so, what you would want to know is, okay, I'm feeling inadequate. Say that's your feeling looking at something. And then you would try to, ask, well, you would ask yourself, why am I feeling that way? Like, what am I thinking looking at this? And then you'll be aware of the thoughts that are happening in your brain. And again, I want to point out again, just because you think it, we think that our thoughts happen to us. Mm. Like we don't realize that we get to pick what we think. Um, And there's a very helpful concept that we teach at the Life Coach School called being the watcher, which kind of sounds creepy too, but (laughs) it's helpful in this instance, which is when you're having these negative thoughts and they feel real to you. You're like, no, I, I really think this is true. Like, I'm thinking it. It has to be true. You want to watch yourself having the thoughts. Okay, now I'm thinking X, Y, and Z. And that kind of puts a degree of separation between you and the thoughts that are in your head. Okay, that these thoughts are coming in. I'm watching them come in. And I get to pick the ones I'm going to allow. And I get to pick the ones that I want to push back. I mean, you could actually... Think of that, like hitting them with a tennis racket or a baseball bat or whatever you wanted to do. Like, nope, not allowing that one. This one can stay, not allowing that one. Um, So when you're having the negative thoughts, decide which ones are true. Like, again, just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Okay, I'm thinking that this person has her act together. 
and I don't. Right? That's she looks so much better in a swimsuit than I do. She's so <laughs> thin, like, and she's like talking about how she eats all natural, and like, there's one account that we follow on the Nutrition Minded page that I'm just like, is that really real? You yeah. know? And so I'm thinking to myself, but I also am aware that I'm not going to allow myself to think that I'm not as good as her. Yeah. Because she is selling a product, right? She's not like, oh, I'm just here to give you some good information. She's selling a product. Mm -hmm. She wants you to feel a certain way. She may even be wanting you to feel not as good so that you then come to her because she's got the solution. I don't know. But I'm aware when I look at that person and look at her content, oh, I don't have to believe that. I don't have to believe what she's saying. I don't have to believe what I'm thinking about not being good enough. And I can keep scrolling. And that's a marketing trick too. Like that, you're yeah. you're told to create a problem yes. and offer a solution. Yeah, right. And then they'll pay you for your solution. Yeah. So yeah, I mean she's she's selling a product right. and she's creating this thought and this feeling yeah. in you. I feel ex I feel this way right. so that when you feel that way, she's got the solution right. that now you're willing to pay her for. Yeah. Yeah, so very interesting. So just being aware of your thought process around looking at what is presented to you and then deciding if you want to keep following it or not because you actually get to choose. But sometimes you may get off of Instagram or whatever and you may be like, oh, I just feel bad. Like there have been times where I've gotten off of social media and gone, I just feel depressed now. Like I just feel down. <laughs> and it's funny because you mm -hmm. don't immediately put it together like, oh, it's because of all that stuff I was just looking at. And you don't even have to know what it was. Like, you may not even be able to pinpoint what stuff, you know, oftentimes it's scrolling the news, right? Like, yeah. what a downer right now to look at any major news outlet. Um, so when I look at that, I'm like, okay, now i got to think some happy thoughts because I don't want to be depressed all day about what's going on. Um, and you, you get to pick that. I'm not saying ignore what's going on, be Pollyanna, tell yourself, oh, and everything will be okay. But you can choose to think. I don't have to let that define me. Bad things go on all the time. I'm still worthy. I'm going to deal with what I can deal with. Yeah. I'm going to deal with me. Right. And then especially with social media that makes you feel less than. I'm good enough. Yeah. I'm still good enough. So is this the conversation that we can have with the teenagers too? Like are their oh, brains developed enough to have that discernment? Because I think a lot of Depends. times... Like, they don't realize how it's making them feel. Oh, like, they don't understand that most, feeling. Most adults don't realize yeah, that. Yeah. So I would be hard-pressed to think that a teenager would get there sooner than a 40-year-old. But, yeah, you absolutely can do that. You can just tell your child, look, I just want you to pay attention to who you're following and how you feel about it, you know? Um, because you may be having thoughts that you're not even aware that you're thinking because we do have thoughts that we're not even aware are going on. It's just this internal chatter, this monologue that we have. But you can just ask your kid, how do you feel when you are on WhatsApp? Like, how do you feel when you're on TikTok? Like, are you watching stuff that's making you feel happy? Or are you watching stuff that's making you feel bad about yourself? And then letting them know that that's optional. Everybody's so afraid of missing out. Like, I don't want to yeah. not know what's going on. I think anxiety is a big part of it. I know that the studies linked a lot of depression. but And I guess sometimes depression and anxiety go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But I almost feel like the anxiety is the precursor to depression when it comes to social media. Yeah, I think that anxiety is different from depression because depression is the feeling of worthlessness and sadness and not being motivated to do anything. 
So in that instance, that could be true. Anxiety is the constant worry. Yeah. It's the constant, you know, I'm not measuring up. I'm not good enough. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if that person doesn't talk to me? What if I don't get asked to prom? It's the constant, you know, what if, what if, what if? It's the borrowing trouble that hasn't even happened yet. And your brain's like, but this could go wrong. But wait, there's more. This could go wrong. And so when you are just aware of the fact that those thoughts, yeah, okay, that could go wrong, but it could go right. Everything could go right. And like something that I taught you and that was huge for me was when something quote unquote goes wrong, ask yourself, how is this happening for me? Right. How did this happen for me? Because sometimes we find out it actually did happen for us. Like it actually went down exactly how it was supposed to. For some reason, we just couldn't see it at the time. One of the greatest examples that you gave me with that was um, the speeding car. Like there was yeah. somebody that slowed you oh, down yeah. I was in front always of you. such a speed demon um, when I was growing up. Yeah, and I was doing like 85 at the interstate. <laughs> and the speed limit was 65. And some old guy, like literally, there's me and this old guy in the right lane. And then all of a sudden, he just whoop, boo, motors right on over <laughs> to the passing lane. And, and you're like, like cursing and get out of my way. Oh, the language was so bad. We will not repeat it. And I'm like slamming on the brakes going, what on earth? And then I look and like we're literally going over this little knoll on the interstate. And there's a state trooper in the median mm-hmm. aimed right toward me with his little gun. And I'm like, hmm, whoops. Okay. Thank you, little old man in the car. Which is exactly <laughs> you. So the thought process changes then from yeah. what happened to me yeah. versus how did this happen did this for happen? me. And then I was grateful. Yeah. Right? Because when you're thinking of how did things happen for you, then you have the attitude of gratitude that helps you to be more happy overall. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first like things that I really remember from, and even at the time it hit me, oh, like that's interesting that that guy just pulled over right when he did. So anyhow, yeah, so that's another thing is asking yourself, how how is this happening for me? And you can even ask yourself that when you're looking at your social media. Is this account happening for me? Is this, is what I'm reading helping me? And if the answer is no, and certainly if the answer is no, it actually makes me feel bad about myself. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, I think it's an important conversation to have with yourself, but I think it's even more of an important conversation to have with your teenagers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so once they get social media, it's like you actually lose control of of the information that they're putting into their brains. Yeah. It's just the horses out of the barn. And uh, I was told a long time ago, which resonates with the social media, is what comes, what goes in must come out. Yeah. And you know, it affects their behavior. It yeah. affects, so if they're feeling less than, or if or we're feeling out stressed anxious, out, less yeah. than, then that's all gonna of these, come out in yeah, behavior. it's going to come yeah. out in their behavior. Yeah. It's going to come out in their schoolwork. It's right. gonna, so that may be something to look for too, is a decline in their schoolwork yeah. and have those conversations. How yeah. are you feeling when you're scrolling through this? How yeah. are you, what's going on in your brain that you haven't yeah, just thought ask about your kid, yet? What are you thinking? Like, one of my children, I think we've discussed this, is like anxiety every morning on the way to school. And I'm like, what thoughts making you, like, what are you thinking that's making you feel like that? And oftentimes he can pinpoint the thought. And then I'm like, that's just a thought, you know? And at first he was not sold on that idea. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, yeah, all right. I'm thinking this now. Because it starts to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I think initially we're so we're dismissive dismissive of our thoughts because they make us feel uncomfortable yeah but then when we can train our brain right that we don't have to feel that discomfort yeah. that we can feel a better feeling right. and then it starts to feel better right then our brain catches on that okay i'm 
fine with changing that thought because right. this feels better. Right. And who's going to stop you? Like, yeah. why can't you think positive things? There's no thought police yet, hopefully ever. But right. You can think whatever you want. So it might take some training. It might take a few times with yourself or your teenager to talk oh, about this. Oh, it takes a lot of training. Yeah. And, and actually, please don't think that you're going to have this conversation once. Yeah. And they're going to be like, Mom, you were right. I'm going <laughs> to fast from social media for <laughs> totally going on a diet. Yeah, no, that's totally not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that now. Like, you may have this conversation. And I also wouldn't go at it like a machine gun every yeah. day. What are you looking at on social media? How yeah. are you feeling today? You know, but say you have a kid who's just kind of in a funk. And you're like, hey, what's going on with you? What are you thinking? And, you know, I wonder, you know, sometimes I feel like that. Mm-hmm. This is much easier way of getting information from a teenager. Sometimes I feel like that when I'm on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, does that ever happen to you? You know, or you could just say sometimes this happens to me and just let them percolate on that for a little bit. I tend to do that. I tend to just say, oh, my gosh, I, today, I, like when they get in the car, how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. And then... You know what? Today I did such and such, and that made me feel yeah. however it made me feel. And then I just let it sit in the yes, air for a yes, minute, yeah, and see how they react to right. it. And sometimes it's days later, right, that, that they reply, yeah, that yeah. they come back. And because sometimes maybe they're scared, or it's a you know iffy conversation, a touchy subject, whatever yeah. it is, or they just didn't have long enough to think about it, you know. But most of the time, they'll come back. And say, oh, well, I felt blah, 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 this happened today. And I usually get a couple of days later, so mom, this is what happened, yeah. you know? Right. And then it's kind of actually really important to not overreact mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. so that they keep telling you things. Right. And we're, we're, we have eight children between us. So we're speaking <laughs> from experience. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit of experience and how to get your kids to talk. And actually, one of the best ways to get your kids to talk is how I get my clients to talk, yeah. which is just to hold space. Don't say anything. Yeah. Ask a question and wait. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you an answer. And then you shut up. You actually keep waiting. Mm-hmm. Because then, and I actually did this with my 16-year-old the other day. I asked her questions. She answered it. She said something else. And I said, oh, I just sat there and waited for some more. And then she goes, and? And I said, and what? And she goes, and what's next? I was like, I'm just waiting for you to tell me what else you think. Yeah, I don't know. What is next? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And then she told me some more stuff, you know? So if you help it not, if you... Don't make it feel like an interrogation. Mm-hmm. You will most likely get more information from them. But I would absolutely ask. Uh, and even my younger children who do not have access to smartphones, they'll play a video game. And you can chat in the video games. And you can play with people from all over the world. And I have been very careful to tell them that just because he says he's a 14-year-old boy doesn't yeah. mean he is. Yeah. Just because he says he's 10 years old and he's also in the fourth grade doesn't mean he is. And then, I'll, you know, somebody's in a bad mood after they get off a game. Why are you in a bad mood? I don't know. I just, I don't like playing with that guy. He's a jerk. Unfriend him. Yeah, what? I don't want to, I don't want to unfriend him. I don't want to hurt his feelings. He does not care. Yeah. If he's being a jerk to you. He does not care about your feelings. Unfriend him. Huh. Okay. I mean, yeah. teach your kids that sooner rather than later, that they don't have to put up with that kind of thing. So, all right. Is that all we have? Yeah, I think so. Ta-da. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hopefully some of this is helpful to you, but please be aware that you are absolutely in control of what social media diet that you are on. Yeah. You can diet from social media and do. Yeah. All right. We'll see y'all later. Have a good one. For more information or questions, please follow us on Instagram at nutritionmind.ed or email us at nutritionminded1 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.